Fritz, welcome to the Leadership Dynamics Podcast. We're excited to bring you the tools and resources used by dynamic, high-performing leaders to communicate effectively, grow their influence, and take their companies to the next level. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Leadership Dynamics. Hello. I haven't screwed that up in a while. <laughs> Proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There I go again. Stick your teeth out when you talk country. I, I don't understand why we do that, but we do I, that. I don't that's, know. And we've both lived in the that's South. That's weird and goofy and, <laughs> and it's everything totally else. inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're from the South, we love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about the responsive leader. So, as you know, as we usually do before we start recording, we, we talk a little bit about it and how it relates to our own life. And we were just talking about how sometimes you're so in the game of, you know, whatever leadership position that you have that you miss things or you may come to a conversation like, you know, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help this person be better. And you're pointing out maybe some of their shortcomings um, without realizing that you maybe have three fingers pointing back at yourself and you don't even realize the help that you need as a leader or you've thrown up so many roadblocks to somebody else coming and helping you because you think you have it all together um, and, and you just don't. So we're going to be talking about the responsive person, the responsive leader. Um, so I'm going to open this up by sharing what that sounds like and see if this fits you. The responsive leader tool helps you define expectations for what a healthy and productive leadership environment looks like on your team. What we want to reinforce is the attitude of the responsive leader. This means that people are secure, confident, and humble in how they lead themselves and interact with other members of the team. This does not mean that they are weak, indecisive, or try to be anything but themselves. Rather, it acknowledges that we get to be the best from ourselves and others when we are confident yet open to learning, growing, and collaborating with others. When challenge is brought to a responsive leader, they are not defensive. They are open-minded, they own up to their mistakes, and they take necessary actions to address them. On the other hand, a resistant leader is often insecure, arrogant, and prideful. They respond to healthy support challenge with, def with defensiveness or arrogance, and they stifle growth and collaboration. If we hire, encourage, or fail to address culture full of resistant self-leadership, i.e. insecurity, pride, and arrogance, then we will never operate to full capacity and perform at the highest levels because that mindset gets in the way of the people bringing their best. It causes drama, gossip, inefficiencies, and mistakes. On the other hand, a team full of secure, confident, and humble people can leverage the best everyone has to offer while communicating and working effectively to achieve the highest levels of performance. That's why learning to recognize and reinforce a responsive, growth-oriented mindset is key, both for ourselves and the people that we lead. Use this tool in particular to establish and reinforce the standards of responsive, healthy leadership in your team. So. That's a mouthful. It is. 
Um, it's great knowledge and great to see where the arrows are pointing. So you have resistance in red on your left and responsive in green on your right. So we've talked about the support challenge matrix where we want to be in that right quadrant up high in the green because that's where we liberate each other. That's where we become liberating leaders. That's where we are secure and confident and humble. On the other side, as a resistant leader, you are insecure, you are arrogant, and you are prideful, and probably living with a whole lot of self-preservation because you know somewhere in there, or you may think, I may not be cut out for this position, but I've been put in this position, so instead of using influence, I'm gonna use the power of my position and things can get a little dicey. I'm just sitting here thinking while you're speaking and while you're reading all of that, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna relate all this to football, just for the visual aspect, mm -hmm. because I played um, and I wrestled. And what was crazy is when, especially when I was wrestling, I never heard the crowd. Mm -hmm. I was so into it and into what I was doing and so hyper-focused on my match, I didn't hear the crowd and rarely heard my coach. Mm -hmm. If I did, it was like he was the singular voice. Right. Even though the crowd was noisy, like at a tournament or something. Right? Football was the same way. I didn't hear the crowd. Mm -hmm. I heard pads cracking. Yeah. I heard noises people were making if you hit them hard enough mm -hmm. you know you, you hear the quarterback i mean you you hear all that but i never hear heard my coaches yelling hands up pass right all the stuff i would yell same from thing the, for me in basketball everything i yelled from the sidelines mm -hmm. as a coach even though i was a player and knew i didn't hear it <laughs> it was like well, why am i yelling it to them if i know they're not hearing it yeah now, there's a lesson here. Okay. So when, when I was playing ball, I'm in a stadium. I'm on the field. I'm in the game. Mm -hmm. How many people as leaders are, are not even aware where they fall in this tool? They're like right in the middle. They don't know. They think there might be one thing or they're right. fearing the other or vice versa. Right. And it's so hard to know and hear when you're on the field. Mm -hmm. When I watch football games at home, on the TV, I'm seeing the penalties. I'm seeing the penalties that may not have gotten called. I'm seeing the plays that didn't get executed properly. Mm -hmm. You know, you're watching the coaches on the sideline. You're watching all this interaction. You know when the motivation changes on the team. You can see, literally see, when it changes, when that all that shifts mm -hmm. and the traction is gained. When I was, as a leader in the businesses I was in and the businesses I was in that I experienced leadership that may have been decent, however, they fell in this tool. They weren't. They, they were good leaders, but they didn't have the humbleness. Yes. It was like they've, you know, I always used to teach my team, all, when you get into the end zone, you always act like you've been there before. Mm -hmm. You know, celebrate, but then let's go back. We got a whole game to play. 
and you just there's a there was a sportsmanship that I always tried to relate to my team that you don't you know it's almost like you don't over celebrate you don't want to be seen as cocky as not being humble right right so I've experienced it with many leaders and and when I was learning leadership early on in my teens um I probably into my early 20s I can think of many times I was spiking the ball on the boardroom table doing the icky shuffle <laughs> you know what I mean oh, it's just that's funny yeah I just I didn't know yeah I didn't, I didn't know what humbleness was at that point mm-hmm. I've the pressure was so thick that so many times that cockiness is what got me through. It's what got me to do the things I was afraid to do. Mm-hmm. And I think as leaders, we tap in to certain pieces of us to get things done that are a little scary or have a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And they're easy to do when you tap into that cockiness. But there's a big thing, there's a big difference between being confident and cocky. Confidence is great. Some people will read it as cockiness. But if you come with confidence and humility at the same time, that's exactly the line you want to be on. I'm not ignoring. I'm actually looking up a definition. Because you were talking about empathy. You were talking about humility. And how often do leaders go back to the root word of something? We speak a lot, but we don't always understand like what we're saying. I, I, I wish I could answer that from our observations. Yes. Of the pulse, I would say not enough. It's definitely not enough. And thank goodness for the internet and that I could go on here quickly and look up empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. So I think we think that we know what a lot of these definitions are of, you know, this humbleness, the being empathetic to somebody, expanding our own minds and our own leadership. You know, the strength is one of our five dynamics is Mm -hmm. the strength of our mind and understanding the mastery of our own domain the mastery of our thoughts our language and our patterns all of these things weave together so as we teach tools here is a visual for what you are walking into every single day every single moment whether it's with your children or with people that you work with a committee that you don't get paid for being there truly there's some empathy behind a lot of that you're empathetic to what's going on in the world and the people around you that need your help. You're expanding your own, own mind by being a part of something that isn't paid for because now it brings you in your own creativity. But how do we stay, the million dollar question is, how do we stay healthy in this process of knowing and recognizing immediately when we're going into that red space? How do we know that? You have to know yourself. You have to know yourself to lead yourself yeah. through a lot of these things. You have to know yourself. You have mm-hmm. to be able, you have to be a really good leader to yourself. Yes. And I think that's where most of the failure happens. Because we are so outward projecting mm-hmm. that we've, we rarely 
look at how we lead ourselves. Or resistant to it. And, and what is the old saying? How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yes. So how you lead yourself is how you lead everybody. Yeah, and we, we do talk about the outward, right? Yes. The, okay, this is how my behavior is going to affect somebody else. It's the empathy piece. It's all of that. And that's how we always come to our leadership dynamics is where you're walking into. But always at the end of these, it is you that dictates. It is you. It is understanding you, your behaviors, what your triggers are, what your patterns are, what your thoughts are in the moment. So the faster that you get to understanding you, you can guide yourself through these things. And in turn, that humble, that empathy, that humility is what we like to call it. Humility, yes. we, we are actually able to sit across from somebody and feel their pain and understand their frustration. And then we become a liberating leader because you're, you can say, Fritz, I totally get it. I'm sorry that I may have acted the wrong way. I've had X, Y, and Z going on. Not an excuse, but an right. explanation of understanding right. of where we don't all come to the table perfect. No. And I'm here to help lead you through this. And I, I understand where you're coming from. Well, and, and all of these skills, right? Because these are soft skills, as yes. you say. So all of these soft skills really are are teachings on how to be a proactive leader. You never want to be a reactive leader. There's no time ever to be a reactive leader. And I know this is challenging a lot of people's thoughts out there. Because well, what if this happens and I gotta be able to react? Okay. If you're if you're healthy and you know yourself to lead yourself and you have the, the soft skill sets you've been working on. Mm -hmm. When those situations arise, you already know what to do. So you address them in a calm fashion without throwing a stone in a calm pond and watching the ripple. You're just setting it in the middle, making, making a ripple that barely is there and that's a proactive state. And as leaders, we need to be proactive. Think of proactive as the responsive. Yeah. You're not not responding. Correct. Right. Being proactive doesn't mean I'm going to sit back that and I'm going to wait. Passive. For, right. By any think means. of think of the resistant leader as the um, reactive. reactive leader. Yeah. So it's the same, same concept. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can get a deeper visual of what we're expressing to you. So You could almost put those two words right above mm -hmm. in that chart. Absolutely. You have the reactive. Yeah. Right? And then you have the proactive. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, that was not where I thought it was going to go. No, but it was good. It was really good. And... Um, well, you know, I, I'll tell you what, guys, if you and gals, if you um, resonated with any of this or you felt challenged by any of this, then, you know. We want to hear from you. Sit down. Audit. Yeah. And we want to hear from you. Audit where you're at. Ask the questions. Coaching at rewireddynamics.com. You can always reach out to us anytime. We'd love to hear your feedback. Absolutely. We love you guys, and we will see you on our next episode. provided you with valuable insights and actionable steps as you grow in your leadership journey. 
For more information on this topic or other leadership tools and resources, visit our website at rewireddynamics.com.